Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Uh, I know I haven't been doing intros. I'm only doing it for this episode because it is part two from last week. So just in case you tag on this episode and then you're completely lost. Um, this is actually... The second half of a two-hour ep that myself and Leland recorded reading that book, Brilliant Questions About Growing Up. So it's a sex education book for kids, recommended ages seven and above. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a brilliant book. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot as a 31-year-old woman that I didn't know about. And so this part two ep, uh, we cover consent and like what is love and um, just share our personal stories as well. So yeah, please follow Leland at Leland Comedy. Um, also, uh, his podcast is at Idiot's Catalog. Go listen to that. And then if you have any guests that you want in the future or any advice you'd have or you want us to cover, like if there's a topic you want to cover or a situation you want to get advice on with a future guest, please DM me on Instagram, so at Katie Boyle Comic, or uh, send me an email. The email is in the description of this episode. Also, if you can sign up to the Patreon. So the Patreon has the episodes usually nearly about a week up early and it has all the videos there as well and then I do a solo app every week so this week I talked about too hot to handle which I love and I'm obsessed with and binged and then just talked about like I talk about like my personal um you know sex explorations or uh stories life stories that's going on if it's just like comedy in New York um and then sometimes Leland will come on as well and we'll just talk about personal stuff and there's also stand up up there as well. Usually like once a month I'll put up like work in progress clips. So it'd be great. Yeah, go and just pay what you want. So go to the Patreon if you can. Um, But other than that, enjoy this episode and looking forward to next week's episode as well. So I will talk to you next week. Um, Can you love someone and not marry them? And so let's talk about love. Ooh, this is the one I wanted to get to. Okay. You can love your parents and they can love you too. You can love your siblings. You can love your friends. You can love your pet. And this is nice little drawings of a cat. Uh, you can love your favourite teddy. You can love your a, a pair of pyjamas. You can love doing things. How do you know what romantic love is? Okay, this is a question we've all been waiting for. <laughs> um, the love you have for a partner or husband or a wife or a person you choose to spend the rest of your life with is different feeling from the love you know as a child. It is amazing and magical and wonderful and big and scary and powerful and beautiful and brilliant and totally bamboozling. Do you feel bamboozled by me, Leland? Every day. (laughs) (laughs) I have to Google what bamboozled means. I don't know if I should be offended. (laughs) It's a sort of love that is difficult to explain. Well, great. Now they're like, we don't know either. Um, A romantic relationship can be a big part of an adult's life. Yeah, it's like a huge part. 
But it isn't everything. All right. Um, friends, family, work and hobbies are all going to contribute to our lives. No, that's good. Because that is good. Because I grew up kind of like over romanticizing like relationships and all of the shows I watched and like Disney was always like you fall in love and then it never really. So I like that they're like, yeah, but also because, you know, it's also a life if you're not into having a relationship and you want to just be alone for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. So a partner can be a great thing to have if you want one, but you need all the other bits too. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. You need to have life outside of I love how they're making the distinction here with romantic love and regular love. Because, like, that was always a weird thing to think about. Like, because you'd get rejected, or at least I would get rejected by someone, and then your family would be like, well, I love you. And yeah. It's like, yeah, but this isn't the love yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. looking for. You know, you like, you love your pajamas, but you don't romantically love your pajamas. Yeah. I remember my dad would say something. I can't remember. I'm not asking, but it was something like he he'll say things. You like he'll joke and be like, "Well, I have to." I'm your dad, or <laughs> something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. Um, I love my best friend. Can we get married? The simple answer to this is yes, because you probably can. Almost anyone can marry uh, anyone in the UK if they are both over eighteen years old, not closely related, <laughs> and both. Thank God, I was saying this, Leland. I was like, I'm glad that he can't fancy well i guess you could fancy your cousin i fancy your cousin but um he's a really hot cousin and i was like, i'm glad this wasn't your friend coming over to visit it would be fine but i would be like oh god she's so hot um and of course it would be fine to let have hot friends but i'm a human who feels things it's always nice if your families and friends agree to uh but that doesn't always happen it's a big choice so probably best to wait until you and your best friend are a bit older can I marry my parent? I love them and want to live with them forever. Well, you won't in about two years after saying that. Um, why do some people change their surname when they get married? And then it's just all about like, if you want to, is marriage for forever? And I'm sure now they go on to separating and divorce. What happens if my parents get separated or divorced? Which is great. Of course, that should have. And then there's all about their parents, half sisters. Yeah. Um, and then how many types of families there are there it's like there's just so many different combinations like i have two dads my auntie has a girlfriend and they hire foster parents uh i only know my mom um we used to have three siblings but my sibling died so there's only two children and all and all this stuff it goes on and on and on consent and respecting each other chapter six god we really are going through this book understanding the need of others in relationship is really important this chapter is about something called consent Consent is so funny because um, I think like for my generation, it really is uh, like super important. We talked about it as well, but it's really super important because it's going to, for my generation, is unlearning for men and women, let's say, because guys were told to just go for it. Like, I remember one of the lads just put my hand down his pants when I was like 14 and he was only 14 as well. So like, but like he was just like wanted a hand job. So but like that's not consent and he wasn't no. taught to ask and respect because i had said no like i was nervous and i didn't want to and he was just like go on go on go on and he fucking like um like uh what's her name all the listeners are gonna know who i'm talking about with the t from father ted oh i can't think of her name anyway but that's literally he was like go on go on go on go on um and then he just put my hand in there which i didn't know what to do with it so i was just like holding on to this penis like it was giving him a penis handshake but exactly my point is that no one had taught him and like he's i'm sure went on to be a lovely man i'm sure there's lots of guys listening to this who've done the same thing and not and it's you know or just 
like at discos but put their hands straight down your pants and finger you but like there was never any hey can I finger you or hey because it was just you know that was what was done I feel like if you're at the age where you're at a disco that's kind of less excusable than this guy oh yeah I mean I feel like when you're at the disco it's like 12 13 14 oh okay I guess I'm thinking of disco like adults in the 80s oh no we would go to these like underage discos mm, okay but i mean even when you're yeah yeah guys try to figure finger you on the dance floor when you're like 18 19 or you're like oh we're not you know yeah my friend is standing beside me <laughs> you might know about consent from school where a parent or caregiver must give you consent for you to go on a school trip but they usually have to sign a form and give permission for the teachers to put it on a bus and take you to a museum or a swimming pool or a science center. But consent in relationships is more than permission. It's not about one person asking and the other signing a form saying yes or no. That'd be great if it was. <laughs> I mean, I said Tori was on the episode and I said I laughed saying her new fella was going to start asking her for permission slips and like written consent because she had implied to him once that he didn't ask for consent because she was annoyed with him and then afterwards they talked about it and she was like oh no i just she was like i don't know i just got mad <laughs> but yeah <laughs> face. i'm not telling the story accurately accurately okay. but the listeners know it's about a quality agreement and communication you can't just pick up someone's water bottle and put their Put on their hoodie or help yourself to their phone if you haven't got given their consent. That wouldn't be okay. Let's think about high fives. How do you know if someone wants to do a high five with you? They usually don't. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to. That's so annoying. Unless it's a kid and they got these like tiny little hands. Oh, yeah. Do you just assume that everyone likes high fives and go straight on in there with an open palm and swipe their hand? Swipe them hard? Uh, how can you tell if someone doesn't want to do high fives with you? If they're a human being, they probably don't. Words. You could ask them. Hey, do you want to high five with me? And they might say yes or no. I mean, yeah, because I guess when you when you think about it, when someone goes, they just go, hey, high five. But then it's like rude to leave them hanging. And that's how I feel like women feel sometimes when it comes to like sex things. You're just like, oh, I feel awkward saying no, which we should always say no. Especially when you're younger, though. You're, it is like a high five. When someone goes high five, you just are like... I don't know. So sometimes when they do something, you just kind of freeze and you're kind of just like, okay. Yeah. Ugh, God. Um, we can't always rely on words, but there are other ways that a person might signal how they feel. Body language. And this is important because, you know, there's a great scene in um, the morning show with Steve Carell. I think it's called Morning. I think it's called The Morning Show. But where... Uh, the woman is raped but he says not rape because she didn't say I don't want this but it's more just that her boss kind of like put her on the bed and is kissing her she's not kissing back and then takes off her clothes and has sex with her and she's just frozen still and it's a perfect scene to show how someone can take advantage of you with power and like how you can go into this freeze but like she clearly isn't wanting this it's yeah. like so obvious but how he's managed to manipulate himself into believing like, he knows it's not okay, but how he can manipulate the situation afterwards, you know? Yeah. Body language is useful too. If a person puts their hands in their pockets or crosses their arms, maybe they don't want to do the high five. The reality is not everyone is a high five kind of person. And so, okay. It's, so it's all about listening and stuff. 
How can I tell people no? Cross your arms, put your hands in your pocket, use an annoyed face, turn away, make yourself into a big and strong, powerful and look them in the eye. Walk away, go somewhere else, pretend you need a wee and go to the toilet and shut the door. Now see all of this, sometimes I feel like kids are taught to be like presentable and amenable or like so if an adult goes, like I got in trouble once for an adult wanting to give me a hug but I didn't want to give them a hug and they were like that's like rude you can't be like that but actually we should we should tell we should kind of understand maybe if it's hard though because you want your kid to be nice and friendly yeah but if they don't want to give a hug then they shouldn't have to give a hug yeah I do think that if you let them be like okay well if you don't want to give a hug um you know can you just say nice like nicely say goodbye to someone or you know because then that teaches them when they're older that they don't have to do physical things if they don't want to yeah yeah okay it's hard oh my gosh i feel bad for parents if you use your words you can say stop i'm not enjoying this this isn't fun for me no don't do that i don't like it when you do when you talk to me when you do that to me oh sorry i'm reading it from the side so it's funny because it's all obvious stuff with consent but consent doesn't happen so many times yeah um what are my what are about my online friends does consent matter with them too yeah like stop sending me spam i nearly click on you (laughs) bastards how do i say no online and again no thanks this doesn't feel right and so again it's just showing all the different ways that they can say no and they can that's nice that it's dealing with the online world i think that's a huge stress for parents nowadays because it's not something sometimes my parents take photos and i don't want them to and they share them without asking. It's so annoying. You are 100% allowed to say no to grown-ups if it's something you feel strongly about. So I feel like this goes back to your hug thing. Yeah. If a kid doesn't want to hug, they should be able to say no. Also, how do you feel about parents putting their kids on the internet? Mm. Like, I feel like if I had a kid in a few years, I couldn't put photos of them on the internet because my social media isn't just for family yeah and close friends it you know it is a uh, not private it's like public i i i think so with my brothers and sisters i always like my brothers i'll never post on my instagram because they would just be mortified to be even associated with me i'm sure and then secondly um uh, my sisters i always ask before that photo because well because they'll be embarrassed and they don't want anything from when they were they don't want they're very like particular about what they post so i actually even with friends i'll always go is it okay to post this and people don't do that. And some people just post their kids all over and they have this bloody public page. And Yeah, I, um, I've i always thought it was strange, the naked pictures of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when like adults have pictures of their kids in tubs yeah. and stuff. I just thought that's like, I don't know how that person will feel when they're grown up and they're just yeah. a picture of them naked as a child. Or those TikTok accounts where it's all the kid and the kid's doing very funny stuff. And I'm like, oh, I enjoy it. And the kid has like a million followers or whatever. And I'm sure the mother is making loads of money and it's great. But it's also like, I don't know, will that kid want all of that out there when they're older? Yeah. I Yeah, I just, I think that's something that pe- their parents should really think about before. Help, I hate having to kiss my granny when I don't want to. Okay, I know that they're just going to say, if you don't feel comfortable with it, talk to your parents. And this is 100% true because this is why everybody has fucking cold sores. Can old people stop kissing kids on the mouth? They're so disgusting and they yeah. always kiss you on the mouth. And that's why we all have bloody face herpes. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's as well. Like, it to- yeah, it's, parents, if your kids don't want to be on the internet, that's fine. Yeah. 
I don't like tickles, cuddles and squeezes with everyone. And again, it's just like say what you want. You get your to make body. your own rules about your body. Yeah. That's what it says. Being happy with your body and seeing it and knowing it and loving it is a big part of being human. Okay, so yeah, all this. And then Hold there's on, this one. What? This was an fu- interesting one. Oh, sorry. Is it okay to touch yourself? Oh, I missed Hold that. On. Is it okay for me to touch myself? Some people do things with their own body, suck their thumbs, twiddle their hair, break their nose, tickle or stroke themselves. Children and adults get to choose what they want to do with their own bodies. But as we get older, we must think about other people around us. Some things are public for everyone. Some things are private, just for you. Yeah. Laughing, sneezing, and coughing are public things. Not well, anymore. Coughing and sneezing <laughs> anymore. Yeah, no. We all do them, and we don't mind if other people around us do them. Burping or farting might be considered a private thing. When you get old enough to know that burps and farts aren't polite and don't make everyone around you feel good, then you need to learn to control them and hold them in and do them in more private places. Picking your nose is a big one. It might make other people feel yucky, but that doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. It just means that you shouldn't really pick your nose in a lesson in a lesson or at a table. When everyone is eating, it is more appropriate to go and pick your nose in the bathroom with a tissue. It's similar when your penis... I love picking my nose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I love that this book is destigmatizing picking your nose. <laughs> you know? If anything, we're taking away from this. But yeah, I love when I love private pick nose. Uh, yeah. Wait. I hate the feeling of a booger in your nose, like touching oh, the walls of your nose. Oh, especially when you're talking nose. to someone, that can be so distracting. You can feel it, and then a breath of air, like a, you breathe, and you feel it like waving at the end, and you're like, "Oh my god, can they see it? Can they see it?" Thank God for nose hair, because I holds yeah. that shit in. Um, we, I, we skipped a part, and it said which parts are private, and so it talks about why we wear certain body clothes. That'll be just interesting going for the future with like so many women saying like free the nipple and have your your tits out. That'd be interesting dealing with kids then. Like, are your boobs private? Yeah um even if pants are private i like being naked is that okay and they're just saying there's rules in place i used to run around the place naked as a kid i loved it. i loved the feel of the air on my vagina so i would uh jump like around the hall so like my legs would spread and i would feel the air <laughs> i know it's fucking weirdo um it's similar when your penis or your vulva putting your hand in your pants to touch your own penis or vulva isn't wrong but it might make other people feel uncomfortable <laughs> It's not strange or dirty, but it's something that is best done in private. And you need to be a private with it. Uh, care for it and keep it healthy. Just make sure you are gentle and that it feels nice. Okay. You were still talking about picking the nose. Um, what, what if someone... When is it okay to let someone touch my penis or vulva? Uh, sometimes it's okay to let trusted adults look or touch your penis or testicles vulva or vagina or anus for a good reason like your health or if they need to help you wash your parents are usually the ones you can trust and again it says usually because yeah. they're like when well, we know there are some sick fucks out there so most of the time it's okay to talk to them about your genitals and oh my god this book even says most time they really are on point with their with how they're using their words um and it's okay to show them your body parts they did a lot of this when you're a baby so what else to say? Doctors and nurses are trusted people too. You can ask them for help. Um, and But usually a parent will be there too. And then even though it might feel awkward about your genitals, you should feel safe around these professionals because they are there to help you. And who should I tell if I'm worried? And then it's just, again, your trusted adults. And then there's a chapter about feelings. How many chapters are oh there? Oh my gosh. I don't know, but I think we're going to have to do a part one and part two with this. We'll just do it as two episodes. What do you think? Because it's gone yeah. into an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, definitely. Feelings is a word that can mean different things at different times. Oh, also for the listeners, we're going to play this game called Trick It 
Ticket to ride. Trick it to ride. Ticket to ride. I was going to say trick it to train. <laughs> Ticket to ride. And if any of you are into board games, this it was so much fun. So if you're looking some for some fun stuff to do since you're not allowed out after eight or if you're in America and you're just like, want to do some fun indoor stuff, this board game is amazing. Um, feelings is a word that can mean different things at different times. Okay, so. And then it just explains it all. It's like happy, quiet, bored, sad, scared, anxious, grumpy, which is great because sometimes you really just don't understand your emotions. So I don't understand yeah, I my emotions. I think this is good for kids to have to just be like, well, how am I feeling? Well, maybe you're feeling safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you can look at it. And I'm like, so earlier... Oh my god like even disappointed jealous calm so there's shy there's like a lot more than just happy sad and mad yeah and then really cross or angry or shouty or sulky so it's going through those you're allowed to say which feelings you like and which feelings you don't like the more you use your words and tell people about your feelings the more they can look after your needs so like i was really upset earlier but i didn't know why i was upset and then i was like leland why am i upset i can't understand and he was like well sometimes you just need to like be upset to and talk it out to figure out why you're upset yeah so you have to like say it and i think that's really good because then you can just say is it because of this and then you're like no it's not because of that and then you're like is it because of this and you're like and th- like when you're saying yourself like if you're saying am i upset because my friend said this or am i upset because rick did this or am i upset and then you kind of figure out what was kind of bothering you yeah yeah i hope or i don't know then it could be something you blacked out and you don't remember why but how can i make myself feel happier when i feel sad or cross or worried oh my god my nose is so itchy since we said the pick in the nose <laughs> thing um use your words to explain the feeling don't keep secrets talk to people around you about uh, where that feeling came from ask for help sleep well that's like major eat well and I know the next one, drink water. I think that was the cure mm-hmm. for me of depression. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Um, ask for details about things that are going to happen because sometimes surprises are stressful. Can we just go back to the drink water? If anyone's just feeling like not, like they're sleeping well and they're just feeling a bit low or they're PMSing, and I know it seems so basic, but please just go drink wa- drink loads yeah, of water. Yeah, look up how much water you need to drink mm. and find a water bottle or a container or something like a cup and just figure out how much water is in that and like do the math be like okay i need to drink 18 of these cups a day or whatever the math is because it's really easy to be dehydrated i never drink water and then my therapist is saying something as simple as drink water and i'm sleeping better yeah it really does feel like sometimes i'm like how am i alive yeah i know i do not know any (laughs) of the basic living things get some fresh air and go for a run uh, or bike ride do something you love find mindful moments by breathing slowly deeply or counting to 10 in your head Mm. write it down that's also a great one get lost in a book a great form of escapism uh think about other people and do a kind thing for someone else because kindness often makes us feel better oh that's so nice um that's like in the ricky gervais show where he's like just everybody be kind yeah what should i do if i notice a big change in my friends feelings friends are really important and we need to look after them as you get bigger and spend more time with your friends it becomes even more important to keep a close eye on them it might not be anything to worry about they may just be very busy or tired or ill or fighting off a cold or a bug or covid but there may be something more serious happen. So it's always good to step up, step in and ask for help. Yeah. And I think that's good too, because sometimes in Irish culture, culture, it could be like, oh, don't, don't like, don't get involved or don't bother. But yeah, actually just being like, is everything all right? Like I'm here if you need me. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but I guess Irish people would do that with their friends but sometimes you don't want to be like uh it's a weird one because it like uh you don't want to like demean them and be like oh you need help yeah and it's always like so hard sometimes yeah touchy way to go about it and you have to be really because sometimes you don't know if someone's just being distant because they're sad or upset or if they're really like i need my fucking space from you yeah yeah, yeah that <laughs> sometimes could be they might be just like focusing on something else but um but i guess what they're trying to address here is mental health um and mental health links to the mind and health and is related to well-being so they're covering this now as well which is great because mental health is something that we just don't really understand sometimes yeah um when it's overwhelming the best thing to do is tell a trusted adult you can say can i talk to you please i need your help because i'm having a tough time so and then it just explains like how mental health is the same as having like a toothache or a sore stomach we watched vemon today and you know where he says he's like um because he he was like i know the the vemon monster was like heartbreak is harder than physical pain and it lasts a lot longer (laughs) yeah yeah Oh, he said emotional pain is hard, is harder than physical pain. It lasts a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could draw a picture or tell a story if it makes it easier to explain your feelings. And then there's a chapter on friends and how to put up with them. There's a chapter on bullying uh, or not a chapter section, sorry. And then like how to use your words again. And then, oh, we got to yours yeah, finally. What happens what next? What happens next? And there is a small short boy with a tall, hairy flip-flop skater looking boy oh that's hair i thought those were tattoos no (laughs) i think it's trying to show i'm just guessing from this picture i'll just show the camera i'm guessing from this picture that it's like uh just showing people uh, hitting puberty at different rates Mm, okay oh so saying you've changed so much you're getting wider you're getting hairier you're getting sweaty new smells greasier i remember coming back to ireland so everybody drinks in ireland at 18 and go back to the hotel where i used to work in with my friend and because i'd been in america it's like over 21 obviously and there was the the bar was filled with 18 year olds i'm telling you there wasn't a stick of deodorant between a lot of them and i was like this smells like puberty so me and my friend left and we went into the city we went to an over 21 spare but like when i went to uh when we went back to arizona this recent trip and we went to my nana's house yeah and i was in like her bathroom yeah i felt like a giant in this room <laughs> that i've been in before and i was like wow it really feels a lot taller in here that's true that's i felt the same when i go to my grandmother's in at home it is things that like that stairs used to be huge you know when yeah. i would ru- go down on a slide down on a pillow and now i can take that stairs in like two strides maybe yeah, yeah. um and having oilier skin and perhaps becoming a bit spotty so it covers all of that and has the visual as well show you guys look at these cartoons they're great um so then it talks about pubic hair vaginal discharge which i wish someone i remember that just horrifying me because i was just like you know and it's all about like that's another thing for drinking water god wendy sterling was on my other podcast and she was like yeah if you want to be a sugar baby make sure you drink loads of water because you don't want your ph out of whack (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you gotta that also helps with that so um and just says you can keep your vulva clean by regularly washing with water and so it's all just about again explaining pubic hair um yeah and it says about this discharge um and then the womb um so i guess it's gonna go up probably 
oh, this is explaining period. So cozy, comfy womb lining isn't required. So it comes out of the vagina, which this is menstrual blood, which some people call a period of menstruation. So that's a great way to explain your period, saying there's a cozy, comfy womb for getting ready for a baby, but you don't have a baby. You don't have a baby. So it comes out each month. That's like a nice way, right? Yeah. Periods are very different for everyone. Did you know that some people get cramps in their womb? Oh my God. And there's a cute picture of a hot water bottle. That's <laughs> Leland didn't know what a hot water bottle was. Because I kept being like, you're my large hot water bottle. And he, they don't, you guys don't really have it here? No. Um. So do you put that in like between your legs when you have cramps or like on your stomach? No. Yeah. So your lower stomach is where your cramps okay. would be. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not like a trobbing vagina. Okay. <laughs> it's like you know when you when you eat something and your stomach's kind of cramping up but for some people it feels like a knife in there i don't know how to explain it actually it's just sore it's awful um some people get cramps in their room and feel a bit groggy and tired when they're menstruating uh, it can be helpful to use a hot water so we went to side note we went to i went to arizona to meet leland's family and his dad had a lot of plans oh my god actually this is a great period story he started a lot of plans for a lot of things for us to do. And one of them, and I don't know if it was your dad or you were like, we should go to the desert museum, which was is a great idea. Now, the desert museum is not a museum. It's a fucking desert that you walk through and see all the cactuses and see the animals and stuff like that. But you are just walking around in like, in the heat this is the other thing i didn't i thought you said museum i thought it was, it was, it was going somewhere <laughs> indoors so i am like an irish woman i know i'm not super pale but like i need to wear sun cream so i had to wear my denim jacket the whole time why are you flicking i'm just looking no listen to my fucking story i'm listening I, I was there i know but still <laughs> i need your um so i had to wear my denim jacket outside because i didn't want to take it off because i didn't want to get sunburned i just got my period which is the worst time to go walk through a desert when you're like and it's like my first day period so it's like heavy and i literally feel like i'm being drained of my life source um and then uh oh yeah so that was sore why was i getting into this see you distracted me with fucking trying to change the page this is why i, I know where we're at okay so we were Going to this museum and we were at my Nana's house. Oh, well, also, yeah. So just that is, I think, for women on our first day of period, you have cramps and sore. So walking through a desert in the heat was probably not optimum. And then it was funny because your parents kept being like, Katie looks strained. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm having a great time. Like while I'm about to like faint because I also like sweat in this jacket. But I did like it. And it was a great experience. It was great to see. Just, you know, and that's just being a woman. These things always manage to be the most inconvenient time. Where And it's because I was with two women the day before who were talking about having their period. So, of course, we're all witches, apparently. And there was a full moon as well. So, I don't know. It just That's the way it happens sometimes. You just sync up with ladies randomly. But then we, I had said to Leland, I was like, okay, I'm actually getting my period. This is before, right before the Desert Museum. And we're at his granny's house. And he was like, okay, grand, we'll stop off and get some tampons. Because obviously I have nothing with me. And uh, we went to, his dad comes in and then, you tell the rest of the story. Since <laughs> you didn't want to listen to me. Go on. Um, <laughs> so we were getting ready to go to the Desert Museum. And I was like, let's go to um, a drugstore first and get some stuff. And my dad's like, what do you need? And I was like, oh, a toothpaste. And he's like, well, we can get that on the way back. I was yeah. like, no, we'll get it on the way there. And he's like, why do you need to brush your teeth before we go to the desert? 
And I was like, don't worry about it. Just let us get our thing. And it was a back and forth and back and forth. It was bad. And then his mom was like, you just let him go to the Walgreens. I don't and he was like, but I just don't yeah. understand. And then my grandma was like, do you need toothbrushes? I got toothbrushes. I'm like, you stay out of this too. <laughs> we definitely know you don't have what I need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was like about to because there was such a back and forth with it. I was about to be like, hey, I just also need to get pads. But um, then it kind of had you you shut it down, um, and then we got to go, and then your dad like came into the Walgreens with us, and I'm sure he like definitely saw probably. I don't think he did. Oh okay, but yeah. it was just yeah, and then I told your mom afterwards because I thought it was funny, but um, yeah, it was definitely. I would have like had no problem saying it, um, but I knew it would have made him uncomfortable after making such a big deal about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So anyway, yes. Periods. Uh. There are lots of different ways to look after yourself during this time and you can work out what is best for you. So usually it's good to not go unprepared to the desert. <laughs> That's another thing as well. You have to bring a tampon with you all the time. Even if you'd gotten your period a week before, you don't know, it might just decide to come twice that fucking month. Periods might happen um, when you're younger or... So he says it might start from as young as eight or nine but they mostly start later that's wild i was 14 i remember getting it i remember walking up the school steps and a blob coming out of my vagina and me going oh this is the thing that everybody else has had for years <laughs> and then it shows a penis with the text testicles so it's talking about wet dreams nocturnal emission that's hilarious why don't even we know always been calling it nocturnal emission that's way better than a wet dream yeah and um, this happens it's very healthy and you don't need to worry you can just uh Keep yourself clean by changing your bedding and having a wash. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know if I ever had that. The wet dream. Because you have it like when you hit puberty, you have like a big emission in the night and you just don't know what happened. You're sticky the next morning. (laughs) You say emission now? Well, what what do you want me to call it? A cum? You have a big cum? You have a big organ? You orgasm. Um. Yeah, but I don't. But don't I, don't, think, I yeah. don't remember that happening. I think you would remember it. I'm sure it's pretty shocking. Yeah, you were probably just jerking off, really, were you? As I say, I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> um, that must be kind of shocking for mums too. The first time they see that on the sheets. Yeah, I bet they know that it's like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't, but I feel like most of them. But I mean, it's still like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, my friends' bodies are different from mine. Okay, so it's just about how great. And then deep voice. Will I get more hair? Oh, explains all of that. Why do people take their body hair off? Ooh, no, because their boyfriend doesn't like their hairy armpits. <laughs> um, you don't have to do anything to your body if you don't want to. You hear that? Except for you, Leland. Please do not shave your face. Um, <laughs> these are all choices. Yes, some people might choose to have the hair on their heads. Cut. Or, or cut them at the hairdressers and some people might choose to shave off their beards but not Leland Long or might choose to tidy up their eyebrow hair or, sh- hair or shave or wax all of this stuff and um, the choices you make about your body are your choices make that you should only remove your body hair if you are doing it for the right reasons and you know all the other options to make are informed choice so some pi- people might be very proud of their hairy pits yeah, you hear that? bits oh i said tits um be really content with body hair and keep all of it just keep a little bit of hair here and there 
have a, re- a belief or religion that tells them certain things about their body hair and what to do with it. And I like that they're including that as well because they're not shaming people yeah. with, for religious reason, reasons. What to have, uh, want to have no hair in some places. Um, so that's great. Will I need to wear bras? And then we have things about bras. Bad underwear is rubbish. It doesn't feel good so or look good. And if it doesn't fit properly, then it's not healthy for your growing body to keep growing in it. Which is great. I've been wearing shit underwear for my whole life. But anyway. Will I need to use any new things when I reach puberty? I don't know when I should start using deodorant. So just... If you get stressed or worried, if you are just living in a very, very hot place and it's toasty and warm, um, you're going like to sweat. like sooner rather than later with the deodorant, you know? Better safe than sorry. I don't, I don't know, though, because I also think it's like, I don't know, deodorant has like aluminium in it and we shouldn't be using it as much as we are. And it's like, you know, the thing as well, like a lot of women will shave their armpits and then put their deodorant straight on afterwards. This is what I was freaking out when we were in your fucking hippie part of the town or that hippie store or was that the hippie store um was it maybe it was a store beside it there was a store called hippie dippy hippie gypsy oh but i think it was that's the name of the store okay. <laughs> i'm not like i know that it's also an offensive term but that's the name of the store um there was a store and it said like aluminium free deodorant remember i was like oh my god should i get this <laughs> um but yeah so i don't know yeah i think like so they don't get slagged but it's and people should wear deodorant but it's also like they're still kids when i get teens but then again i was slagging those 18 year olds for not having deodorant yeah i've i remember having some very stinky friends yeah <laughs> i mean yeah if you're like fucking 15 you should be putting deodorant on right yeah. or whatever i think you should start putting on deodorant when you start to smell because that's what it's the used for you should have one grace day where you're you smell and people are like oh my god you smell and i say yeah yeah, yeah i know this is my first day of smelling <laughs> uh, tomorrow i'm Oops. gonna start yeah, putting yeah. on deodorant you know i also think if you're washing yourself and then like they i read somewhere that bow the smell of bow is actually a chemical reaction of stress and sweat so that mm-hmm. that like spunky smell so and i think me yeah, i'm just being a teen you're very stressed out and paranoid and in your head the whole time and not chill so and then it talks about other things to use, like soap and uh, face cream and moisturizer. <sighs> now it's talking about the environment. So which deodorant or which thing to use for the environment, which is like this book is like we want these kids to see the world live yeah. till they're 80. Yeah. So they're also like, maybe we should also throw in environmental change here as well. This book is fucking covering everything. Yeah, it's like chapter 10, taxes and what to invest in. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, is there a chapter about meeting the family? Because we could have read that before we <laughs> yeah. just did our two trips. Mm, panty liners, disposable pads. Panty liners are interesting because I didn't know what panty liners were until recently. Do you know what they are? No, what are they? So, panty liners is a small bit of disposable padding that you can stick in the inside of your pants. They only catch a little bit of blood, which means that they might not be good, f- that they might be good for the start or the end of your period. Um, or if you're only having life periods, you should change your panty liners regularly. Uh, probably be cut for a few they'll be fine for a few hours and then you remove them and you put them in the sanitary bin so like it's really important to tell kids not to put see I never like I have a hold and I talked about on the Patreon I'm not going to get into it here but like a very uh, not great experience with what where where pads go or whatever Um, but it's important to like tell kids you know that they go in the trash can and uh, or bin as we say in Ireland and not down the toilet i never put one down the toilet i just knew they went in the bin but 
that's yeah like just not to be like ashamed of it and that that's what the bins in the bathroom are for yeah um and so with the just, panty liner is it like so the panty liner is the same as a pad or no so the panty liner is the same as a pad but it's way thinner um and it's just a lot of women will use it as well if uh they have like a heavy discharge or if they don't want their underwear to get ruined with discharge um so so they use it with a pad no 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 no. so pads like bigger and thicker and definitely for your period okay um oh i see discharge okay discharge is like sometimes there's like gunk that comes out or you, you'll use it at the start or the end of your period but some okay. like times women will put it just because they want to keep their un- their underwear to go for longer if they have like a um if they're if they just have a discharge um and and some some just feel fresher doing it so it, it can be used for lots of things i don't like using it unnecessarily but if i have like the last day of my period is like super light i might just throw on a because it's just so thin yeah but it'll catch something if worse comes to worse um and then i only use pads at night because you're not meant to use tampons at night because you're not meant to use one for longer than eight shock syndrome right yeah which i think is very rare but you're not meant to use that for longer than eight hours and then you know what happened to me today though so i went to the bathroom with one tampon and when i went to shove it up the so you have an applicator and the applicator you, so you put the tampon into your vagina with the plastic applicator and then you pull the stick out and then the stick clicks and then it pushes the tampon up into your like near your cervix. Mm. Um, but that thing broke. So when I pushed it, it didn't work. The tampon stayed where it was, but the sharp bits at the end like scratched in at my vagina. Uh. And then when I pulled it out, the tampon was stuck at like my entrance so I had to pull it out and then go get another tampon because I was like, I tried to finger it up like I was in the fucking 80s and I was like, <laughs> I, I, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. So that's why I had to come back and get another one. <sighs> Being a woman is hard. And then it says there's washable pads, there's period underwear, there's tampons, which is great. I didn't use a tampon until, and I think I talked about this in the podcast, but for any of the new listeners, I was 19, blackout drunk, didn't have a pad, got my period and two of the girls shoved a tampon into me um in Zikinthos. so shout out to those lovely girls um menstrual cups what that is oh, i don't really know what that is those are they can last for up to 10 years honestly though if you just started every woman now using menstrual cups and that was the normal that'd probably be like save them so much money money and be environmental friendly um to insert a menstrual cup you fold it up and push it into the vagina the cup has a silicone base which is helps to pull it out once it's full you can feel it once it's full inside it needs to be emptied at least once a day to be rinsed this is a simple way um and an inexpensive uh way of doing it that sounds and good for the environment um and like tampons are great for swimming and other physical activities like yoga and gymnastics honestly this sounds like the way to go yeah I've heard some horror stories, though, about people... Okay, tell me the horror stories. Oh, this is great. Cleaning them. And, like... Because you boil them on, like, uh, in a pot. And, like, that cleans it. Because it disinfects it. But I've heard people, they just, like, will leave it. And then all the water gets boiled away. And then it's just, like, boiling the... It's, like, heating. Melting the silicone. Frying it. Yeah, and it, like, makes it all hard and... Okay, I thought you were going to say a horror story like her cup fell out of her vagina while she was giving a presentation. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> okay, but that other than that, I think they're like really... Yeah, so that's just on the person not being present. I would... Yeah, it's just like, okay... But the same way 
you know, you, so you need a specific pot for your cups and your yes. dildos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think they're like that's the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, maybe I should. I'm always bitching and moaning how expensive pads are. Like that, that, oh, that trip to Walgreens when I got my period cost me twelve dollars just to get period shit. Yeah. Just for one week of the month. Mm-hmm. That's fucking insane. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. What other changes are going to happen to me and how can I find out more about them? I'm not going to read that out because it's just saying... Oh, okay, I guess. It's just saying there will be other changes. There'll be things with your emotions, your body. You do not need an expert on any of this yet. Keep any, keep asking questions to your trusted adults. Um, uh, It's a lot... It's, like lots of little bits of a puzzle that will all come together when it needs to so what's next now i know about this stuff is it okay to tell all of my friends nothing in this book is a deep dark secret good thank god we'll quote them that if they give out to me for sharing about it on the podcast there you go it's great to feel confident about the words and information it should be something you can talk about with your friends it should be something you can be all comfortable with but you must also remember to respect your choice choices that suit you your body your family your culture your religion your personal beliefs you have to let other families make their own choices. And that's really important as well. So if your family are all like, do whatever you want. But someone else comes from a family where it's a bit more structured with a different religion. You can't. Like I have a very close friend who doesn't want to have sex before marriage. So I'm not going to go, that's wild. You should fuck. I'm going to go, okay, well, once you're happy and that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Totally understand. And um, and they're ha- like i have had friends like that i have a friend who has a very successful healthy relationship and has an absolutely wonderful partner and they met in their religion and uh, are great people and they didn't miss out because you know that's something they wanted to do and it was you know and it made that it made them happy so it's, yeah, not, it's just their choice yeah, yeah, yeah and they weren't like didn't feel like oh i wish i could do this but i feel shame for it it was definitely like a, no i've decided you know and i and i wanted this so yeah, I mean, if someone else is feeling shame and they open up to you and you want to say, hey, I've felt that too and these are some great books to read or like if you want to talk about it, like, you know, blah, 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 that's okay as well. <sighs> okay, we are on to the last page. Should I keep secrets? Sometimes secrets are fun. Um, <laughs> but if someone has done something to you don't that you don't feel okay with, you don't have to keep the secret. Things are always okay to tell a trusted adult and they make things better if you just ask what if i want to know more about the next bit and then the next bit um and it's just saying you can do your research and page 104 has a list of websites with actual factual no additional factual actual factual actual factual <laughs> accurate information um uh find out more so suggest suggest suggestions that are help for kids amaze child line think you know dear adults first and foremost this book is for children all right well now i feel <laughs> fucking offended um and have you ever been asked a question by a child and haven't known how to respond this is a two okay and these are real life questions yeah you're right they must have done a survey um when is the right time to read this book you've probably heard of the talk and when an adult decides time to sit down with the children facts of life it says we all know this is rarely what happens instead there are lots of little chats conversations and questions that come up perhaps when a dog has puppies or when someone is breastfeeding in a cafe or when people are naked uh, in a swimming pool changing room 
God, whoever, these people who wrote this are so smart. How do I use this book? Do use correct terminology. Reassure children that there is no such thing as normal. Explain that there often isn't one right answer, but lots of choices. Discuss their options. Admit if you don't know the answer, you can visit a reliable source. Um, and you can look it up together. Show children that uh, you are listening and acknowledge it when they make an interesting point. Sometimes the youngest children make the most astute observations and we can learn from that. That's how do you feel about talking to kids like they're kids or talking to them like an adult? I think talking to them like an adult. I'm very on that. And I think I see a lot of like parents being like kind of using like a kid voice and talking to them like they're kids. And I, I don't know. I think I... Oh, my dad always, he never did that with me. He always talked to me like I was an adult and things were never like dumbed down. And it was pretty much, well, you were an accident. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like it always made me feel like, oh, I could go to him with stuff and not in a kind of, I don't, it didn't make me act like a little. Yeah. It matures you faster. I feel like. Yeah. Put you on their level. Yeah. So I think that's important when it comes to things like this as well um yeah and then it says use a visual aid to explain the pictures in this book will help visual learners yeah they will the artist killed it keep communication channels open by telling children you are happy to talk even when they're not ready oh because here's the other thing if you are always using the kid voice and treating them like a little kid they're not gonna fucking ask you about stuff that kind of seems a bit because they're kind of it's nearly like they're looking at you like you're the kid as well or that you don't, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah. It says, try not to think that you have to tell a child everything at once because they ask you one question. Make them feel embarrassed or ashamed. Frame each discussion positively and remember there is no such thing as a silly question. Stereotype when describing people and relationships. It's important to think carefully about your use of language. Leaving, leave anyone out. Children will have friends and other people they interact with who have different beliefs and body about bodies and relationships. Feel like you have to disclose personal information. You can if you want to, but privacy is important too. You can always talk about how research says something or about some people or characters in film or TV or example. And that's what I should have done this whole podcast. But still, I was like, well, I like I did this one time in the back of a car (laughs) (laughs) instead of "Mm, this episode of Friends. Uh, if in doubt it's always a good idea to say that is such a good question or it's okay to want to know about that or great questions let's chat about it on the way home bide your time bide yourself some time if you don't know the answer that's great and then you can talk to other people that will help you my stomach just made like a noise there (laughs) (laughs) it was like no baby i don't want to get squished um this is an opportunity to encourage children's curiosity so uh amy and alex wow amy and alex are killing it i'm gonna google them and see See what's going on with them, where they are. Further information, a glossary. So we got the glossary of words here. Amniotic fluid, the fluid that surrounds the fetus inside the pregnant person. Honestly, I thought amniotic fluid was some sort of like... What's that thing with the bomb? What? You know the bomb that blew up in Japan? Oh, like... Nuclear. Yeah, I thought amniotic was like a nuclear thing. (laughs) Atomic? Is that what the word you're looking for? (laughs) Atomic fluid is what I could just feel women people, have in their bodies when they are pregnant. I could just feel, feel people inscribing. They're like, we've been listening to this idiot for three years. <laughs> God, she has no fucking clue. Then there's an atomic sack. No, I'm only messing with an amniotic sack. Asexual, birth parents, bisexual, blended or patrick family, body language, body odor, breast pump, breastfeeding, cesarean, cisgender, clitoris coming out, consent, 
oh and that just has the quick version of consent here uh, a mutual agreement between two or more people that allows you or someone else to do something everyone involved must be able to make a choice and have their voice heard consent can cannot be pressured and it can be withdrawn at any time which is great yeah. that's like the perfect way to explain consent cramps counselor difference in sex development divorce donation egg embryo equal erection ex-husband ex-wife ex-partner or that cunt nobody doesn't say that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, expressing fertilization flow fetus fostering gay uh, gender gender dysorphia half sibling heterosexual homosexual hormone and that's all the H's I know I really honestly I didn't think it would keep going on for so long (laughs) but you get the gist of it there's another three pages of that and then there's the index as well and the pictures are gorgeous to be honest like these cute little um so about the otters oh can we just see Amy yeah. studied in Bristol and now lives Hey Ennui. I don't know what that means. Anyway, she's worked in educational settings and she's done youth work and she's a qualified teacher and school governor. Wow, I'd like my kids to go to her school. Yeah. Um Alex is a registered is nurse. Is governor like um principal? Um, What's the school governor? I have no idea. This is an English thing. Okay. Um, you know what I did? I automatically when I saw Amy and Alex, I gendered Alex as a man. And it says here, uh, uh, Alex is a registered nurse. Her biggest passion and specialist field is working in the sexual health and contraception, uh, specifically with teenagers and their families. So there you go. did it myself. I thought that was a great book. I did. I thought it was great too. Very informative. I feel like they could do another book on like um, deaths and like death. Oh my God. Religion. Yeah, I was so I was saying to Leland that um, I would love to be able to and um, I was listening to the two Johnny's podcast and they had a teacher on and she was saying like she was having saying that um, sex ed should always be with boys and girls in the same room so that they men can see like, oh, this is my friend. Like, this is a girl that I know instead of it just being a fictional thing, because sometimes when we don't associate when we can't see or like this is a girl I know and she has her period, you know, I feel like mine were co-ed yeah my mine we only got like a quick in like a quick thing and i don't even think we had like a we didn't have a sex ed thing but i was in a i was in a mixed school um boys and girls but um but yeah she was just talking about like how everything needed to change it was really really interesting that episode but i would love sex ed was was also like included pleasure included everything to stds to to yeah, like, because if you include pleasure as well, you can also bring in consent and, like, not sex shaming. But it's just hard because, so you know, it's hard to when sc- a lot of schools are maybe. But, oh, yeah, that made me think about religion and how in my school we had, like, um just religion classes and it would cover different religions. I don't think I was listening at the time, but I do think that's great that it's different religions. And there was, like, a priest would come in and he would do, like, meditation classes, which I also thought was nice as well. He wasn't doing just, like... uh catholic classes it was like well let's hang out and meditate and like well-being so he wasn't like trying to just force catholicism on other students yeah um and i think there should be that like well-being classes and uh, emotional intelligence and religion as a spectrum like okay if you're also not religious if you don't believe in an afterlife and yeah and what are the different options to be and what each one is and I think about death so much recently. I said that to my therapist because I couldn't think of anything else to talk about. And I was like, I think about debt a lot. And she was like, that's normal. And I was like, is it? 
but um yeah so I think because I think as well learning about other people's religions like when I, now that two of my best friends are Muslim I've learned so much that I wouldn't have ever known before and Tori is one of my best friends she's Jewish and I never I actually had never I don't think I knew anybody in Ireland who who was Jewish I had seen a mosque my grandmother lived beside a mosque so I knew more about that uh, about that religion than um and so it's just interesting uh like you know uh all these different religions and then finding out the connections like of you know there's like this whole thing about jewish guilt and i laugh with tori because like a catholic guilt is like the same um and then same with like sabine and the tear um you know there's things elements of shame but then also elements of their culture that they love and it's so great like hearing about that and being brought into that world and getting to see that and yeah i think we should be able to and then you can understand a bit more and Mm -hmm. yeah what were you gonna say I went off on a tangent. That was it. Just the, <laughs> the, I wish the book would talk about religion and death and stuff. Yeah. Okay. What, plug your podcast. Uh, so I have a podcast called The Idiot's Catalog. Uh, we talk about inventions and I do it with my two friends and a guest every week. It's very dumb and fun and we play a card game where we make inventions. It's all about inventions. Very silly. Fun. The Idiot's Catalog, but it's called, well, it's spelled the American Catalog yeah, because they're idiots. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a play on the No, it title. wasn't. Because <laughs> we're idiots. Yeah. No, I'm doing a play on the title, yes. No, that's what I'm saying. I said, that's a play on the title. Oh, okay. So you're just mm. narrating what I'm doing? Okay, great. Yeah. We're very tired. It is, we yeah. flew and it's 12.30. Let's say, say something nice so I didn't just end it on a... <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> okay, I love you so much too. I love all the listeners too. Um, please write... Oh yeah, please write review and sign up to Patreon if you want to see the video and the picture of the book. But also just buy the book. It's called Brilliant Questions About Growing Up. And if you have any other books to recommend or if you have any other suggestions or advice, please let me know. Um, There's a book I want to read as well called... Uh, one of the girls sent it to me and it's about like forms of attachment as well in relationships. So might do that in a few weeks. Um, but love you. This is probably part one and part two. And again, if you have any guests you want on, please let me know. Because yeah. Bye. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.